This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Saw this last night, and I, I don't know if there's outrage, and I'm just going to tell you, I don't think there should be. Because I think when you do these things and you do them to yourself, then there's consequences that should be paid. Okay? And okay. Sometimes, sometimes the consequences are harsh. And I, I think that I think there's going to be, I think you're going to agree with me. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of people that will disagree uh, with, with me on this because I think that this was the right decision. Olympic long jumper Tara Davis Woodall. Uh, is uh, serving has served a one month suspension, and she has been stripped of her national indoor title after testing positive earlier this year for the psychoactive compound found in marijuana. Uh, the United States Anti Doping Agency announced the penalties yesterday. She is a 23 year old out of the University of Texas. She took sixth at the Tokyo Olympics in 2021. Her ban ended last week. The penalty also includes the loss of the long jump title she won at the National Indoors before the sample was collected on February the 17th. Okay. Um, This THC is a special category of banned substance, according to this Yahoo article, that allows for a three-month sanction if an athlete can establish their use of the substance occurred out of competition and was unrelated to any sports performance. USDA said the sanction can be further reduced to one month if the athlete completes an approved treatment program. Um, there was a fair amount of debate about whether marijuana should be banned on the, be on the banned list after the U.S. Olympic trials in 2021 when Shakari Richardson, uh, the 100-meter winner, had her title stripped and was banned from the Olympics due to a positive test. I, I, I just look at this going, hey, you, you know that this is on the banned list. This is not some you know, accidental thing that you ate that, is, that that gave you some kind of positive test. And uh, if you did it to yourself, then I, I, I'm i sorry, but you you put yourself in this position and, and the consequences uh, can be harsh. Yeah, it seems pretty cut and, cut yeah. and dry. You can disagree with the rule all you yeah. want, but if it's a rule mm-hmm. in the current situation, yeah. then you got to abide by the rule or face punishment. Yeah, it's... It's it, very cut and dry. Yeah, it's kind of right there with the Brittany Griner stuff. I mean, you can disagree with all the punishment or the maybe the, the way things took place, but at the end of the day, you took illegal substances into a foreign country and you did it to yourself. Mm-hmm. So... Is that a sorry? Sorry about you. Absolutely. Sorry about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So if you uh, if you have a thought on that, uh, hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double t ninety seven three dot com for that, or the mobile app. The uh, Visual Tech um, IT hotline is also open this morning. Eight zero six seven seven one zero nine seven three. A question from you. For you here on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, Jamie, do you believe we really are the 14th best team in the nation? Uh, I think you're somewhere. I think you're a top 25 team. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it, uh, it. It's it's a is it a it's a weird kind of weird baseball season, isn't it? 
uh, for the Red Raiders? Well, I mean, or for everybody else, it just seems like yeah. It's, it's and well for the Red Raiders one, yes, and then for the Big Twelve two. But I'm not. I can't necessarily throw that blanket, you know, broad brush over the rest of the country because I'm not following it. But it just it seems certainly for Tech and it seems certainly for the Big Twelve is is abnormal to what you normally see. Kind of interest not having a dominant team and you know just it's just it just seems it feels a little different. Yeah, it does, it, it does feel different because, like you said, there's there's not one team that's – or really two or three teams that are just so much better than everybody else like mm-hmm. we've seen in recent years with Tech and TCU and Oklahoma State or Texas or even for one year, Oklahoma was, was really good last year. So, um, yeah, everybody's kind of kind of meddling a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, nobody's jump out in front of everybody else a whole bunch and – um, I, I just think with this tech team, you're seeing so much inconsistency just because you're you're playing so many young players. Even though you're really talented offensively, I just think that you've you've been inconsistent. I mean, you see a, a, a night like last night, and Coach um, has had to deal with this uh, at other times this year where it just feels like, hey, we're just kind of going through the motions here and. Uh, um, with your offense that at times has been spectacular, and then you've just had you know, some of these veteran, these pitchers that you expected to take the big step forward have not consistently. We've seen flashes of them being good, but, um, you know, until last week you hadn't really seen Mason Molina just dominate anybody for quite a while. Um, and then, you know, Brendan Gurton, losing his spot in the rotation it was just really inconsistency for them and then coming into the season i think those were two guys that you thought man friday and saturday taken care of we're going to be great there yeah and it hasn't been and it hasn't been those two haven't taken that next step and you know that's kind of set you back you know is that is that just kind of that's just the way it goes sometimes do you think i mean it's just guys just for whatever reason just aren't able to take that next step up yeah, I don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah, a lot of guys are, and some guys aren't. Some guys aren't, and then that doesn't mean that they're not going to take it at some point. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you know they won't get it figured out. I mean, we've, I mean, not necessarily the case with um, with Molina, but with Gurton. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm not saying this is the case, but I'm also not saying that it, that it it couldn't be a factor. Is that We've seen it over the years with many, many guys, not just the Texas Tech, but many, many guys. That draft-eligible year, you suddenly start putting pressure on yourself and you you see the scouts and, and you think about that more than just executing the next pitch and you're, and you're thinking big picture instead of just, hey, you know, be where your feet are and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you don't have the year that you would like to have. You know, it, uh, it it's probably easy to say, hey, you got to focus, but – if you're that guy in that situation, um, it's probably hard to put that out of your mind. Um, sure, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's to me, it's it seems only natural to kind of have that have that thought or have that feeling, um, and then, like you said, you start you start putting that pressure on yourself, and then it just kind of mounts, and it just it kind of goes, it carries over to the next day. Sure, you know, and so it puts you in a puts you in a tough spot. Uh, somebody makes this statement, Jamie. This tech baseball team starting to remind me of 2015. Not enough pitching midweek, and we didn't make the NCAA tournament, even though we were decent in the conference. Um, yeah, man, I, I don't. It's probably fair uh, as far as 
you know, it's scary to think about because you didn't make the the postseason in 2015. Um, that was one of those years where you had some juniors offensively who um, just had down years. Mm-hmm. Nestlone and Gutierrez were the two that you know you expected to have big years, and really neither one of them had great years. They had much better sophomore and senior seasons than they did junior seasons. And um, that hurt you. And there definitely was an issue with not having midweek pitching uh, enough of it. You know, I, you know, last night Zane Petty was terrific for three innings, just just absolutely terrific for three innings, fantastic. Um, you know, he, he gives up a leadoff hit to start the fourth, and it was you could see him as we want him to do because you've had such a hard time you know keeping base runners close over there at first and the young man takes off and steals again after i don't know six seven eight pick throws over to first and you know after that you could see zane just all of a sudden not being able to pitch ahead and that's what he had been doing early on in the game and then being able to sit on the fastball and and then he he gave up again he, a couple sing he gave up one hard hit ball that was you know rolled to the wall but the rest of them were singles they were hit hard but they were you know ground balls that just found holes they're balls that could be double play balls and all that and so he gave up a couple of hits and um and came out of the game Dax Dothy just didn't compete I mean he was just really bad I mean there's no way of getting around it and it fell apart but I, I still was you know thought Zane threw the ball really well last night 640 this morning on the morning drive your thoughts your comments the Yates Flooring Center chat line visual tech IT hotline this day in sports history is next a reminder we'll crack the code and play the game at 715 your chance to win a thousand dollars this is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I have time for this day in sports history. Here is Jeff McGuire. Going to start in 1931. Lou Gehrig hits a home run, but he's called out after passing another runner. Mm. This mistake would cost him the AL home run crown. Mm-mm. He and Babe Ruth would tie for the season. Well, it's That's early on, but yeah, yeah. I remember that nugget, but I didn't realize it was this early in the season. 1941, a tradition begins. Mm. The first organ is at a baseball stadium. I do love the fact, I know there's not an organ there, but I do love the fact that they have organ music at Rip Griffin Park. Okay. I Any do. guesses which park had the first one? <sighs> What year was it? 1941? 1941. Well, okay, my, my guess would either be Yankee Stadium, Fenway Park, uh, Ebbets Field. Um, I'm going uh, with Fenway. Wrigley Field. Wrigley, okay. 1961, Roger Maris hit home run number one of the year. He'd have a few more. <laughs> he would have a few more. Uh, awful late in the year to get just number one. Well, yeah. Must have gone on some sort of tear. Yeah, he did, yeah. 1980, Major League Baseball Phillies' uh, Steve Carlton pitches his sixth one-hitter in a 7-0 win over the St. Louis Cardinals at Veterans Stadium. He's the first National League pitcher to record six one-hitters. God, he was so good. 
So good. Phillies would win the World Series that year, too, behind him. 1983 in the NFL draft. Stanford quarterback John Elway is the first pick by the Baltimore Colts. Quarterback Todd Blackridge goes number seven overall to the Kansas City Chiefs. I still hate this pick. Jim Kelly would be selected by the Buffalo Bills with their second pick in the first round Mm -hmm. at number 14. Fifteenth pick was taken for the New England Patriots, and it was Tony Eason. At 24, the Jets took quarterback Ken Mm O'Brien. We're going to skip back a little bit. You got Gabe Rivera in there. Texas Tech. I think he he was making the point about all the quarterbacks. Yeah, I know. I thought he, was, he said he was going to skip Let's get them. back a minute so that I could mention Gabriel Rare, but Chuck already did for me, so we don't have to worry about that Sorry. anymore. And with the 27th pick, the Miami Dolphins select... Dan Marino. Dan Marino, who was ultimately a bust because he never won a Super Bowl. <clears throat> I so wanted the Chiefs to pick Dan Marino. God, I wanted the Chiefs to pick... When they picked Todd Blackledge, he, he was his vanilla... A quarterback as the Chiefs have ever had. Oh my! It just infuriated me. And and Dan Rooney and the Steelers on purpose didn't pick Marino because they felt like Terry Bradshaw still had something left in the tank. They would soon learn that that was not the case. They were also a little concerned about Marino's quote marijuana use alleged uh, that wasn't really proved to be anything true. And so they took Gabe Rivera because they wanted to be able to put pressure on the quarterback, which. You know, that's big reason why Tyree Wilson's going to get drafted, you know, maybe in the top four, maybe number four tomorrow overall mm-hmm. from Texas Tech. Hey, Jamie, see this line right here on my sheet of paper? I'm going to tell you what that says. Wait for Chuck to tell his 1983 draft story. <laughs> 1990. <laughs> Do you have your finger on the magic button? <laughs> nope. <laughs> 1990, Nolan Ryan ties Bob Feller's record of pitching He's 12. probably not lying, Chuck. <laughs> Oh, I know he's not lying. Yeah. I mean, there, there'll be a day when you guys miss me. Okay, there there will be a day when you guys there will. Miss, It'll happen. There's already days that we miss you. <laughs> I don't know, but you're somewhat predictable. Okay. Okay, that's good. Yeah. We know what we're gonna get from you. Yeah. yeah. That's Jeff was prepared to <laughs> yeah. wait and let you tell us about Dan Marino and the the Steelers being afraid of his weed habits. Yeah. Okay. It's all good. Good. <laughs> 1990, Nolan Ryan ties Bob Feller's record of pitching 12 one-hitters on this day. Mm-hmm. In 1992, Ozzie Smith steals his 500th base. Always remember for him for his defense, but man, he could steal base. He could. And in 2012, in the NFL draft, Stanford quarterback Andrew Luck is the first pick by the Indianapolis Colts. It is National Pretzel Day. Okay. All right. I like the occasional pretzel. I like, and I'm fine with the the one that's in the, not the big, I don't like the big honking thick pretzels you get at the ballpark. I either like the stick ones, you know, for the party favors or the ones that are in the little, you know, pretzel form. But I don't like the thick ones. I don't, that's too much. We have been uh, kind of light on birthdays this month overall. Okay. Uh, just usually a couple here or there is where we've been sitting. Today is the exception. Apparently today was a popular day to be born. Uh, former Red Raider basketball player Mark Davis is 50. Former Red Raider baseball player Chad Bettis, 34. 
Carol Burnett, 89. Mm. Channing Tatum, 43. Former First Lady Melina Trump, 53. Aaron Judge, 31. Kevin James, 58. WWE superstar Kane is 56. Actor Jet Li is 60. Tom Welling, also known as Clark Kent from Smallville, is 46. Sean Evans from Hot Ones is 37. Mike, former Houston Astro Mike Scott, 68. Mm. Former Houston Astro Jeff Blum, 50. And former Dallas Cowboy Cole Beasley is 34. And on this day, 1986, the world's worst nuclear power plant accident occurs at Chernobyl Nuclear Power Station in the Soviet Union. 32 people died and dozens more suffered radiation burns in the opening days of the crisis. But it was only after Swedish authorities reported the fallout that Soviet authorities reluctantly admitted that the accident had occurred. And that is this day in sports history. I still don't think we know the whole deal on that. Uh, we missed a little something yesterday. Um, and this this is, he was, a, he was a pretty good baseball player. Pretty good, pretty good baseball player. But... Um, Rick Monday, on this day uh, uh, in 1976, was being celebrated for what he did on April the 25th, 1976, when he saved an American flag that was being burned by two fans, happened to be a father and son. Uh, this was uh, uh, in the fourth inning. Two fans raced onto the field, headed for the outfield, and they started to prepare to ignite an American flag. Monday runs in from center field, snatches the flag, and gets a standing ovation from the fans at Dodger Stadium. Uh, the Cubs would lose 5-4, to four, and Monday at the time was playing for the Cubs. Okay. Um, he was 30 years old. And how about this for, uh, for Rick Monday? He served six years in the Marine Reserves. You know, there was a time back in the day when you'd so have... Had special meaning to him. Right. And, mm-hmm. and you'd have a lot of players that, you know, had, you know duties um that went back to you know their time of service and they would you would you would see players from time to time particularly more in the early 70s than than then in the in the mid to late 70s where they would be on reserve duty like they'd have to go away for a national guard weekend or an army Mm -hmm. weekend or or marines or something along those lines and it was just it was just it was part of it was just how baseball was done just how times were you know they had had some time that they had to to do Apparently, I said Carol Burnett's 89. She is 90. 90. I don't know why okay. I said 89. Okay. She is, in fact, 90. Okay. And that is uh, this day in sports history, 653 this morning here on the morning drive. If your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line or the Visual Edge IT hotline, somebody points out that Dan Marino's bust is now in Canton. Yes, it, it is. He is a terrific quarterback. And, I mean, they just. They couldn't get it done. Couldn't couldn't get into the Super Bowl and, and win one after he he won, he got there early on. And it looked like he was going to be a guy that would get there a lot. He had great coach and you know great team that uh, had tradition of of getting there and winning. Always a lot of offense, just never had enough defense. Yeah, yeah. Just Zach Thomas couldn't tackle everybody. Well, he was playing. He couldn't get there soon enough for yeah. for Dan to help Dan Marino. Um, and and I think one of Jimmy Johnson's regrets when he took over the uh, Dolphins from uh, from Don Shula was just kind of pushing out Marino a little bit too soon. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
Thank you for being with us today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire and Chuck Hines. It's time now to attempt to crack the code. It's your chance to win $1,000 cash on the barrel head right away. Probably going to cut you a check, but you can go cash it right away. It, it'll be good if you crack the code. So in order for you to be a part of this fun contest, go to doubletea973.com, where twice per day you can enter a guess to try to crack a unique five-digit code. Okay, And then at 7.15 every weekday morning, and at 4.15 in the afternoon, when Tech Talk is on the air, you have the chance to win $1,000 right away if you crack the code. And then on June the 1st, somebody's going to win $5,000. I will tell you this, with these uh, contests that we've played over the last couple of years, our Morning Drive listeners have fared extremely well, okay? So we're counting on what, what they try to keep doing is coming up with different ways for us to kind of play these games. But our Morning Drive listeners are very crafty, Jamie. So hopefully they have the intelligence to crack the code. Okay? Intelligence. Okay. Okay. Jamie is on the Visual Edge IT hotline. He goes by Racer26. I feel like I've unveiled you, Racer26. Good morning. Good morning, sir. How are y'all today? We're good. All right. So your attempt to crack the code for a chance to win $1,000, that would be good for your race cars. Give us, yeah, definitely. Give us a five dig- Give us five digits, and Jamie will tell you if you've cracked the code. Two nine seven three seven. Mm. Okay, so you have two numbers right. We know that the first number is two. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you have one more of those correct. Okay. Okay. In the correct spot. In the correct spot. Yep. Okay. And that's the only hint that you're that's allowed to give. That's the only hint give. that I'm allowed to give. Jamie, thank you for listening, and uh, good luck, Racer 26. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Have a good day. Be safe. <laughs> Take thanks. care. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of the Morning Drive family. I kind of feel like, you know, like on uh, Speed Racer, you know, you had uh, Rex Racer. That was That was actually Speed's... Racer X, that was actually Speed's brother, but Speed didn't know that. Speed Racer didn't know that. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like, you know, by giving his name, I kind of feel like I took his mask off. <laughs> okay. But, you know, I don't feel bad. Just kind of. So crack the code. It's uh, brought to you by Double T 97.3 in the home zone where they make yourself Make your house a home. Uh, you too can uh, potentially be a winner. All you have to do is go to doubletea973.com, enter in the, the basic information and your code, and uh, then maybe today at 4.15 you'd have an opportunity to to win. Also, you can uh, have an opportunity on 100.7 the score at 10.15 this morning. That's the next time. Mm-hmm. That's with the end of the bench. And at 1.15 this afternoon with the bottom line guys. Okay. So uh, you get uh, another opportunity coming up uh, here in just a couple hours. We'll have uh, Ranger Baseball on the air for you today on uh, Double T 97.3 at 11. And then uh, Tech Talk this afternoon at 3. And then your chance to crack the code at 4.15 today. All right. Uh, This from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. College sports are only going to get even more complicated. I hear national commentators starting to push for players to be employees 
ineligible for collective bargaining. They better be careful about that. I watch college sports because these players, male and female, are students at my alma mater. If there ever comes a day when players are just employees, then I'm out. That from washed up guy. I understand. I understand. I just think there's a different connection, especially in the South where college sports are a bigger deal. I think there's a different connection with people. You know, you may have your favorite NFL team or your favorite MLB team, Mm -hmm. but there's a different connection with a guy that you know walked the same campus, walked the same halls, was in the same classrooms, and you're like, he's one of us. He's he was a guy that chose to come here and and go to this school just like I did. He got to compete Mm -hmm. for our school and you know, shine a positive light on our on our university. Unlike me, who just went to math class or English class or oh, whatever. Oh, you shined a big light. Jimmy. No, I'm I'm just the general, a normal person. Yeah, I'm not talking yeah. about me personally. No, I, I know. I was yeah. just trying to be okay. I, I so I I think that you want there to be a connection, and the reason that I am having such a hard time with college basketball now is, you know, just. <laughs> It's it's the whole. I'm here because you paid me to be here. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I'm here because you paid me to be here. Not because they had a good not math because, program or engineering program well, or and, whatever. And and I know guys come here for the program, but mm-hmm. like like guys come here on a recruiting visit and we're like, man, the atmosphere is great, or the facilities are great, or I really want to play for this coach, or you know the crowd's awesome here, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, even though it wasn't about their math class, because I don't think that was the, the the case even back farther. But it was like the program; it meant something. Now it's I mean they don't they don't care about anything like that. That you know, it, and and wouldn't it feel different to you? Let's say um, pick a Red Raider. Let's say Justin Gray, after his junior season, was like, eh, I think I'm heading to the NBA. And the powers that be here at Texas Tech of the donors and the boosters and all the above, they're like, man, we really want you back for your senior season. We're going to give you a two hundred grand NIL deal to stay and play for the Red Raiders next year. Do you think there would be that? I mean, although that would be an adjustment, I don't think the outrage would be there or the feeling of, hey, this guy who's never done anything for us. Because that's not is getting two hundred grand, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There wouldn't be that. We'd be like, hey, we're rewarding a dude who's been here, who's all in, who helped get us to a national championship game. All these things, right? Yeah. We're rewarding a guy that came here for nothing, except his free education sure. and getting to play in the program. No, no payment. Mm-hmm. We're rewarding that guy, but instead, we're paying guys that don't care have no interest have no knowledge of what's going on here it's don't care about the atmosphere at the usa don't i mean they don't know what it's like at the jones they have no no knowledge it's just we're paying them to be here those aren't our fellow alums those aren't our fellow red raiders well and i think they're just hired hands you don't get that feeling with the football team right 
Doesn't the, seem to be that way. The, the fact that we got, hey, each one of you guys that are here, you're all going to get twenty five grand. Yeah. And does that help Joey McGuire recruit a little bit? Sure, it does. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the fact that we're just like Fardos, here, come get four hundred grand, and you've never done anything for us, never. Okay, that just, nah. He's see, not one of us. See, Sorry, so, he's not one of us. But I, so I, I think, I, I think by what took place this past year, I think that will potentially change the philosophy going forward that you're going to want to have some buy-in coming in. You're not just going to have, quote, hired hands because I, I think almost any employer would tell you with with people that they have, quote, paid to be there, that they have, that people have come to them for the money, okay, more so than the job or you know the opportunity to advance or just they just took a job for money that generally those things don't work out so i think we saw that with the basketball team this past year of a group of players that potentially and we're just going to paint from a broad brush thirty thousand foot view that took took positions here because of money that was offered and you thought that you could form that into a team and and you discovered that you couldn't so maybe that Maybe what took place there this past year changes that philosophy a little bit in that you want to at least have some buy-in. You want to at least have some passion for the school. You want to at least have some some knowledge of, of what you're getting yourself into, that you're not just going out and getting a bunch of guys because you're willing to be the guy that pays them the most. So maybe 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 this was a failed experiment that sets you back, but in essence can help you move forward. Does that make any sense? I guess. It doesn't help you, though, does it? It doesn't. I, I mean, I, you know, people on the chat line are telling me, let it go, man, move on. Okay, first off, I'm paid to talk about it, so <laughs> I have to, okay? <laughs> right. It's not something that bothers me when I'm off of this show. I just, again, I, I have found it, and I hope the Red Raider men's basketball team wins, but I'm not all in like I am on other Red Raider sports. Because I don't feel like those guys, the majority of them, are one of us. And, and all I'm and all I'm saying is, I think moving forward, it the appearances, and again, the reality will have to come forward. The appearance to me is is that that there's going to be a change in that moving forward, and maybe that will maybe that will change things for others and for you too. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. 7.30 and some change this morning here on the Morning Drive. Time for Jamie's question of the day. For you, for me, for Jeff, what you got? All right, so I'm I'm looking at the Red Raider football schedule, mm-hmm. and you know every year I feel like you you get the schedule and you go up and down it and you're sure. like, win 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 loss win <clears throat> mm, not sure about that one that one's a big question mark win loss question mark you follow me right yeah mm-hmm. it's okay, a game so, we play yeah so if I'm gonna tell you that you have Three games that you're like guaranteed check mark. Tell me where the three guaranteed check marks are. Okay, I feel like I feel like that there should be three plus the the free space on bingo that's called Tarleton State. 
I feel like Tarleton State probably is not should be not included, right? Get you get three, right? I was just I was trying to amend the rule a little bit. Um, okay, okay. Um, I, I'm Jamie's gonna... question of the day, modified by Chuck Hines. <laughs> it's brought to you by Chuck Hines. Uh, I'm going to say Tarleton State. I am going to say Houston, and I am going to say. Ooh, this becomes a little difficult here. Wait, no, you had three plus one? I did have three plus one. It's a little bit harder than I thought here. I said Tarleton State. I said Houston, right? Yes, that is two. <clears throat> so I guess the question, who are the three that you're the most confident in? Right. Uh, I was I was going to say at Kansas, but I mean, you've str- you certainly have, you've, it's not been... It's not been easy there, but I mean, I wouldn't say you started to say you've struggled there. You you lost a game there. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't oh, well, call that you've struggled. Well, there. the only reason I was you've had you've had you've, slow starts. Yeah, they haven't been easy. Was fair. Yeah, haven't been. I easy. don't think you can say you've struggled. Okay. You've, you've, you've struggled. Won, you've lost Kansas one State. game. Okay, so yeah. you've 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 made it a little bit more of an effort than you should. Yeah, that's totally fair. Okay, so right. I'm going to say those three: Tarleton State, Houston, and at Kansas. Well, Jamie, I know you asked for three, but I'm going to give you four anyway. <laughs> because I think the first one on the schedule at Wyoming mm. is a win. I think uh, Tarleton State is two. I think Houston is three, and I will say Kansas is four. I fe- feel equally confident about Kansas and Houston, which is why I'm giving you four. I mean, you beat Kansas in, like, overtime <laughs> last year at home. Or, excuse me, Houston at overtime at home. You guys yeah, are really confident, and they're, they're, they've just taken a huge step backwards? I think they have. I think, we've I taken think we have taken a huge step, step forward. forward. Yeah, I agree with Jeff. <clears throat> Year two of Joey McGuire. Hmm. And it's Houston. I want to pummel them in the ground anyway. Okay. Uh, I would go um, a mixture of, of you two. This, I think this is hard. I, I, I don't have three that I'm, like, super confident in. Okay. That doesn't mean I just think I have a lot of questions. Okay, a lot of mm-hmm. questions. Um, there's not a bunch of L's either. Then sure. I'm like, you have no chance. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna go at Wyoming. I'm gonna go at home versus Tarleton State, and I'm gonna go at Kansas. Okay, those are the three that I would feel the most confident in. Okay. I, I don't think it's easy. I, I no, just, I, I think I thought it was an easy question when you asked it, but then I started looking. Once I looked at the schedule, and went, "Oh, <clears throat> it's a little harder than I thought." Yeah, I think it was a lot harder than than I thought. I know this wasn't the question, but the game you have the biggest question mark about that you know the least about. I think for me, it's UCF. Never played them. They've had a lot of success in the past in a in a lesser conference. I probably would go with Wyoming in that regard. And I might go with BYU in that regard. Yeah, I think we know. I mean, BYU played Baylor over the last couple of years, okay. so we we have more knowledge of, mm-hmm. of them. I mean, what do you just? I'm I'm not being critical here. Mm-hmm. Okay, what what do you know about Wyoming from last year? Oh, I what, was, what was their record? I have no idea. Were they in a bowl game? I have no idea. I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, they could be. They that, could I have mean, gone two and ten. They could have gone gone nine and three. I have no idea. That, that's fair. I, that, okay, that's BYU. Fair. I know split with Baylor over the last two okay. years. Okay, and there's there's. I see what you're saying. Yeah. 
Um, and I could, I could also, you know, UCF. We know that they won basically a mythical national championship in their mind because they didn't get to play for the, you know, in the college football playoff, but they were undefeated. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, they. Okay, somebody says this. Please, please, please. They said please three times. Stop pronouncing Tarleton as Tarleton. I don't know that we have. I have on occasion. Tarleton. It's a hard one for me. Tarleton. I apologize for the graduate. Tarleton, yeah. Um, There's an L in there. Yeah. Tarleton. Tarleton, yeah. Tarleton State. Not Tarleton, just Tarleton. Tarleton, yeah, Tarleton. Now it's going to be in my head. Thank you. Tarleton. Uh, Now that we have, uh, we've asked the question, uh, Wyoming was seven and six last year. I'm trying to find it myself. Okay. See if they have any good wins. Lost to BYU. There you go. (laughs) 38-24. Okay. Uh, Somebody says, do we not play West Virginia? Yes, we play at West Virginia. We we were talking about what we thought were, were wins. I mean... I think I think playing up there is is hard. I mean, it just is. It, yeah, it's been hit or miss. The Red Raiders have won there, mm-hmm. and football it feels like more than basketball and baseball. Yeah, but just don't know, man. Yeah. Well, let's see. Um, so you guys think that Houston's going to take a big step back this year? Yeah, I do. I, I think I think that Dana Holgerson experiences. Starting to you wear see, on them. Yesterday, they lost a big their you know expected starting running back to the portal. Did they? Yeah. yeah, he had, was really good as a freshman, conference freshman of the year. Missed last year with an injury, came back, was looking great in the spring. Finished up spring and <laughs> was said, looked to be their starting running back, and he decided he was headed elsewhere. He said, <laughs> "See ya." So Dana said he was shocked. Oh, okay. Dana yeah. said he's shocked. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I think the thing about Houston is is that, I mean, they, they beat uh, UTSA in three overtimes. They lost to us in two overtimes. Uh, they lost to Kansas by 18. And then they beat Rice. Woo! They lost to uh, Tulane in overtime. They beat Memphis. Woo! You know, they did beat Navy. But the Navy guy got fired. So what does that tell you? They beat USF. Okay, who cares? Uh, they lost to SMU, seventy-seven to sixty-three. Great defense. Um, they did beat Temple. They beat these basketball schools. They beat East I, Carolina, I, I don't forty-two think, to three. I don't think Houston's going to have anywhere close to the kind of record that they've had in recent years, where they've been yeah. pretty good. I, I don't think that. All I'm all I'm saying is Texas Tech and Houston. Those games are close. Mm-hmm. They were close last year. Yeah. Obviously, it took. I mean, really, you probably should have lost the game. Probably should have lost the game, yeah, because you held okay. them to a field goal when they, when the defense stiffened there. And you're down late. Mm-hmm. Okay, probably should have lost the game, and it just feels like it's a rivalry game, and you just don't know what's going to happen. I'll I'll just say this: I think the entry to the Big Twelve for Houston in all their sports is going to be substantially different and more difficult than it was for TCU. TCU. It revived their their university. It revived their sports program. It gave them a sense of purpose, an identity, 
and and they they met the challenge. And I don't think Houston has the ability to do that. I surely don't think when TCU entered the Big Twelve that their football team or their baseball team needed reviving. Well, their basketball team did, and I think both of them were rolling. Well, and their football team continued to roll. Okay, and and clearly the baseball, but I just think the Big Twelve gave them. It gave them that last little extra oomph. No, there's no question. But I, I mean, reviving the football and yeah, baseball revive, program. That's a, that was probably too. Right. That's probably too strong of, of an adjective. You can, you can probably subtract. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> like if we if we went to dinner together and we said, "Hey, we're we're probably going to be like doing this quite often. Let's let's go get tattoos." You'd, you'd probably say, "No, we're not going to do that." Probably. Chuck and I get matching debt. Probably. No. Probably not. I'd get morning, you'd get drive, you know. <laughs> Jeff would get the. Jeff doesn't like needles. Jeff is out of this conversation. <laughs> the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. You guys think I'm crazy? I'm just playing some Patsy Klein okay. on a Wednesday. Okay. I mean, I. I believe I've been tested. I think I'm okay. You ever had a brain scan? No. No, I have not. Okay. Not that I know of. Okay. Uh, when I fell off the fence between a couple of uh, drinking establishments on Broadway, uh, they did a CAT scan, and yes, I did have a brain. So okay. it, it was a shock to us all. <laughs> you fell I don't even really want to know. Fell I feel off. like I've... Uh, I don't know, somewhere along the way, somebody decided I needed a test to see w- how much I could take. Okay. And, it's and, a, and this then, is this is what you've been put through. And then I've, I got you and Clint for co-hosts. <laughs> I'm ac- actually just like a, I'm a, I'm a test that's going on. Do you feel like you get home, do you get home at night and just before you even say hello to the missus, you just go, just going to get it all out of your system. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> just checking. Usually I get home I'll and tell you. I'm the first one home usually. Okay. So I can just sit there and <laughs> on the floor and play with Winfield and not talk. It's so funny. It's so funny. This is at the spring game. You're gonna <clears throat> this 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 tops the institution one. Um <clears throat> you're at the I was at the spring game on Saturday and uh my son in law and the uh, youngest were off to get some food and me and the young phenom are sitting there, and, and uh, Coach DJ Mann comes by from uh, Coronado. And I said, hey, I said hello to him, and I introduced him uh, to Noah. And he, he said, uh, he said he looks at me, he points at me, he goes, he's a legend. And Noah kept saying, no, he's my grandpa. <laughs> it's, like, it's like he listens as well as I do. No, he's my grandpa. <laughs> you are a legend, I don't not really. You are legend. <laughs> I don't know about that. When you Legendary. Decide, you, when you decide to retire, I mean, people are still going to be, remember when Chuck said this, and remember when- I'm not going anywhere for remember a long when, time. Remember when Chuck told this story? Yeah. You guys are, it's, I got a ways. There's going to be a moment remember 20, when, 30 years from now <laughs> on the chat line or whatever we have at that point in technology, mm-hmm. and it's going to get- 
that first real cold snap. <laughs> and someone's going to say, hey, wasn't there a hot chocolate story we used to hear about? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, right. No. Uh, Bullfighter says this. I have 23 Chuckisms in past years. 22 and 23. And so in between 22 and uh, 20, oh, and 22 and 23, I only have two so far. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I'll just try to do better. Uh, Lubbock Realtor says this. I'm 99% sure they added the Red Raider Club signs to the cranes just to appease Chuck's OSHA flag rant. I'm not taking credit for it, but I did have a rant on that when they were putting the north end zone together. Well, then it was the tech flag that they added. They didn't have the the Red Raider Club for the North one. No, it was, it was just the tech flag that they added. They did add that, and it was added suspiciously <laughs> soon after we were talking about it on the radio. Talking about the Tennessee flag. Why is the Tennessee flag hanging? And then it turned out it was an OSHA flag to keep airplanes. Like pilots are going to see that, right? Like like you're flying. If you're flying that low, okay. If you're flying that low, it's it's almost like on you, okay? Because the airport's still a ways away. It's kind of like on you to hit something. It's not the 747 they're worried about hitting the the crane, Chuck. I know, but the, it's the, the much smaller plane. The small, even the even the low fly, even those guys, even the prop planes, okay, or the helicopters for the police that fly around when they're looking for something. <laughs> they're they're not flying that low. Oh, well, sometimes they are. Okay, uh, Red Raider baseball yesterday was uh, eh, didn't get to finish. Uh, they went to. Uh, they got to the fourth. Do you think, was Abilene, uh, let me just ask you this. Did Abilene Christian look like they were in a hurry to try to get the bottom of the fourth done? No, they kept hitting. So what were, I guess they didn't have very good <laughs> weathermen there in Abilene, did they? I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, if you're, okay, just in all seriousness, if you're up 6 nothing and you, you're kind of keeping an eye on the weather a little bit, aren't you? And trying to go, okay. Hey, let's let's get out of this inning. Let's get the Red Raiders up because if you start the if you start the top of the fifth, the high likelihood is they're going to do everything they can to finish it. Right? Okay, so it's three runs scored on the last swing of the bat. Okay, so I'll be honest with you. If you're in a situation where you're thinking because it's three to zero with the bases loaded, okay, and the guy hits a C and I chopper down the third baseline okay that mm-hmm. scores all three but at 3-0 and that ball gets by Kevin Bazell and you know we're no we we're assuming that the delay is coming very soon okay so you, it's you, super dark okay we assume it's coming and it's three to zero okay that ball gets by Bazell down the line mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself well this is going to extend the inning longer and give it less chance of this inning getting over quicker and the top half of the fifth getting over quicker. And so it can't be an official game. And so as the ball gets by Bazell and it goes from a 3-0 lead to a 6-0 lead, there is a slight thought in your mind of, well, because they didn't turn two there and get out of the inning, you got a better chance of this game not being made official. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> again, I... I don't know what the conversation is. We talked about this earlier. I don't know what the conversation was between the two coaches. Truth of the matter is, Tim Tadlock could say, you know, in my in my guesstimation is that you could sit there a while and wait for the umpires to say, no, this game's canceled. 
and Tim Tadlock would owe ACU nothing or Texas Tech would owe ACU nothing. Mm-hmm. We've shown up. You got your big crowd. You got your gate. Um, unfortunately, the game got lightninged out. Okay. And mm-hmm. it did not look like, uh, I mean, following Jeff's weather maps. Okay. Because he's on it. I, hate, <laughs> I mean, he is. I mean, if anybody, I mean, he is on it. If like, like they should have a direct line to you guys that when those when they're on the when you're on the road like that, Jay Bob or Matt Gardner or Joe Hughes or Coach Tadlock, they should be like, okay, what does what does Hacks think, right? Yeah, let's make this clear. It's just Hacks that was all on it. I was yeah. not all on it last. Yeah, night. I I think I think they have people. Okay. Just saying, he's pretty good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And so it was clear that it was coming, and it was clear that you weren't going to play baseball anytime soon. Um, the ACU, I think it, I think it was initially delayed at right around seven thirty, seven thirty-two maybe. Okay. And the ACU SID opened the door into our booth and said, I'm, "It looks like we're probably going to get this thing restarted at 8. And then he closed the door, and Jeff and I busted out laughing. <laughs> this game's not starting at eight o'clock. Because every time there's a lightning strike. Sure, there's another 15, 20 minutes, right? I think it's 30. Okay, 30. Okay. okay. 30. I mean, okay. and it was like every five, less than that, every mm-hmm. three minutes there's a lightning strike. So the running joke with Jeff and I, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Okay. And, and you're like going, bedtime's <clears throat> getting later and later yeah. and later. So, again, I, the conversation was being had with the two coaches as they waited around. Mm-hmm. And it was that point that I said to Jeff, I said, I bet you Tadlock's offering to continue the game in Lubbock when they come here in a week or so yeah. to play that game. I don't know that he had to do that, but, I mean, it's, you know, it, it, I mean, I think it's cool that they would do that and not say, no, sure. no, no game, we're out of here. I mean, that's being that's, very sportsman. Yes, absolutely. And, and you would expect that of Coach Tadlock, yeah. I mean, no, no question. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.